Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about the Manly and Panthers game uh, to kick off the review for Super Saturday. Two games on your Super Saturday, obviously because it was the Easter long weekend. We'll start off with Manly and Panthers. Um, look, it was really... It was just an absolute flogging by the Panthers, obviously. Uh, you know, especially at the start of the game, it was pretty much uh, grown men against kids. It was literally, um, there was not much competition whatsoever. The Panthers uh, were just piling on tries again and again and again. The defense at some stages was just non-existent. You pile on the fact that Tom Trevojevic was injured as well. Uh, it wasn't a full strength mainly. And yeah, the Panthers took advantage of that. Obviously, Dylan Edwards, he scored three tries in the first half. Cleary and Luai going down their respective sides. They did look a bit dangerous. In saying that, you know, towards the end of the game, a bit of discipline sort of dropped with Panth- uh, with the Penrith Panthers, obviously. You know, Luai was trying to force plays that weren't on going down uh, the, his left-hand side and uh, forcing passes. One went out on the full. Another one, there was another error somewhere uh, at the back end of the game as well. Um, you know, there was, there was a little slip in discipline towards the back end of the game. Obviously, they just wanted to pile on tries. Uh, getting a bit carried away. But for pretty much 75 minutes of that game, the Panthers were just on top. They were literally on top for the whole time. Another guy i got to credit here for sure. One, obviously, is Moses Leota. He was fantastic in the front row for the minutes that he played. Uh, he was unbelievable. So much aggression, and particularly as well when they had, you know, James Fisher-Harris out of that game. He thought that Manly might have a little bit more chance of getting up in this game. But Moses Leota, uh, last week he was sensational. Uh, and this week that just went, he was, really, really solid there in the front row. Uh, big first half for him especially. But I thought Sonny Luke at a dummy half was just so, so dangerous. Every time he decided to run in a dummy half uh, in his first game back as well after injury, every time he decided to run at a dummy half, something was on um, and he was super, super freakish, super dangerous there. Uh, Sonny Luke. Uh, mainly, they just pretty much had no determination really for most of that game, uh, or especially when Gary went off for that HIA. Lawton went off with the shoulder dislocation. Turbo wasn't 100%. There were so many factors that, you know, piled on for Manly and it made it hard for Manly to, you know, get on the front foot in this game. In saying that, Jake Javojevic, his defense in this game was quite solid as well. Not as solid as last week, but, you know, he was still putting in a massive effort in this game. But the Panthers, they were just too good. They were just too good, um, and they piled on tries. Obviously, Isaac Tigo, I thought that he had another big week um, in this one. Nathan Cleary was first class. It was the real sort of Nathan Cleary show. Um, it was unbelievable to see. Really awesome effort by him. Um, the Panthers, you know, as I said, Panthers rampage. I think mainly as well, a bit of a reality check for them. You know, they've had a bit of success over the past few weeks in some games. I think it's a little bit of a reality check in terms of their finals hopes. Uh, They really need to sort some things out there. In saying that, Again, Turbo's not 100%, so it was probably hard for them to get off the front foot. They sort of rely on Turbo uh, for some big moments, and, and he wasn't you know, 100%, and he wasn't really uh, in support play when they needed him as well. So, uh, yeah, as I said, a lot of factors for Manly, um, including a lack of determination in some aspects and uh, all the players that were injured, including Turbo. I mean, it was pretty uh, hard for Manly to do anything in this game. 
A really impressive stat as well is that Dylan Edwards, Brian To'o and Isaac Targo, uh, they ran for 463 metres between them in the first half. 463 metres between them in the first half. Uh, you know, Dylan Edwards is quite an obvious one, scored three tries, ended up scoring four tries by the end of the game. Um, but yeah, 463 metres in the first half between three players is pretty insane. Uh, he became the first Panthers player to score four tries in a match since Charlie Staines against the Cronulla Sharks in round nine of 2020. Uh, I thought Lachlan Croker's 40-20, you know, when Manly was sort of trying to get themselves back into this game, uh, that was a big moment for them and they looked okay. Um, just after that as well, you saw a little bit of a lift, but again, Panthers just too strong in defense. Uh, all the intensity was there in defense and attack for the, for the Panthers and uh, Manly, they were just no hope by the end of it. So really unfortunate for Manly, a little bit of a reality check. Hopefully Turbo is 100% next week and, you know, I am a bit worried because he did have a spell him in his back, they said, in the first half, at the end of the first half, uh, and they still let him play. That's how much they need Tom Trevojevic this side, and uh, I feel like that's a bit scary going into the next few games, because if he gets seriously injured, particularly in that lower back, um, he could be out for a long, long time, so they really need to watch that one. I don't think it's worth worth playing Tom Trevojevic if he's not 100%, particularly in the first few rounds of the competition. I would be, you know, maybe resting him for one or two weeks. I know it feels like now they can't afford it, but it's the first few weeks of the competition still. It's round seven. It's round seven going into next round out of 27 rounds. I'd be definitely resting him. I'd be definitely resting him going into next week. I wouldn't play Turbo unless he's 100%, particularly if there is a risk of him being out for a majority of the season again like he was last season. I really wouldn't risk it, sorry, if I was uh, Anthony Seibold. Uh, but look, in terms of the positives, as we said, Dylan Edwards, masterclass, um, first Panther to score four tries in a match since Charlie Staines in 2020. Um, you know, Isaac Targo running for a stack of metres. Brian Toto, fuck, he's so underrated over the past few weeks. You know, even I sort of underrated him a little bit. Even I was sort of critical of, you know, how he was playing, lack of involvement. He's running for 200 and something metres per game. So, yeah, look, I think I even overlooked Brian Toto a little bit, and I'll admit that as well. Um, yeah, but, he, he's, but he's sensational. What a fantastic player. And even when he's not scoring tries, he's still getting a ton of meters and um, he's looking at a ton of post-contact meters as well and looking really, really good for this Panthers side too. So yeah, I think I was a little bit critical of Brian Toto. I think he'd definitely be there for me for Origin now. And yeah, as I said, a bit too critical on him when I did that last uh, New South Wales Blues lineup. But he had a really solid game in this one, nearly running for 300 meters. And Isaac Targo, again, his try scoring ability, not only that, but his, you know, try assist ability as well and just how dangerous he looks when they go down that left-hand side. He uh, can really make something out of nothing, Isaac Targo, and they were going down his side a lot in this game. Um yeah, Jake Trevojevic, he was really good in defense. 45 tackles with only a few missed. He's definitely someone you've got to credit when looking at this Manly side. Even though it was a big loss for Manly, he was putting in 110% like he does every single week. Uh, and I think the front row move has actually been quite good. I was quite 
concerned when they moved him into the front row that he was going to be that battering ram for this team. But obviously, I was wrong there. Um, uh, his ball playing was great. His defense was great. Uh, he had a really big performance in this one. Uh, but Isaac Targo as well. He talked about how good he was down that left-hand side. He had seven tackle breaks and 187 meters. So, super awesome performance there from Isaac Targo. And yeah, look, just individual performances grabbing the Panthers the win here and a big win at that. Uh, and then the next game was the Broncos and the Raiders. Now, um, Jesus Christ, weren't we critical on the Raiders? And obviously having a few players out, Jack Whiten um, and Joseph Tapine, you know, having those big game players, especially when Tapine racks up 150 to nearly 200 metres per game as a front rower. And then Jack Whiten is that big game player that makes things out of nothing. And it is really, really imperative in this team. Um, yeah, you've got the Broncos who were undefeated before this game, losing to this Raider side, a depleted Raider side. And I think it goes to show, you know, how tough this Raiders outfit actually is. And I want to really give a shout out here to Brad Schneider. I thought Schneider was absolutely outstanding in this game. Outstanding. Um, had a really good crack for this Raiders outfit. Um, it was a tough start for the Raiders as well, particularly in their defense. Um, I thought the discipline let them down in some aspects and uh, the Broncos took a hold of that in some moments. But even the Broncos, I think, they sort of had a little moment where, you know, obviously they had a lot of success playing this high-tempo, expansive football, uh, very, very, you know, off-the-cuff sort of football, whereas, you know, they come up against a team like the Raiders who are quite tough, who are, are very good at, you know, shutting down those types of plays, particularly down the left and right edges. They were shutting down, you know, Herbie Farnworth and Staggs with ease pretty much. Jack, uh, Jared Croker, sorry, who was on... Katoni Staggs' side had zero missed tackles. Zero missed tackles against Katoni Staggs. Uh, just goes to show the defensive intensity and the discipline that the Raiders did have later on in this game. The defensive discipline, I mean, not the attacking discipline because that was totally different. But in terms of defense, the defensive discipline and, and, and the way that they're willing to work for the man next to them as well. Matt Simico, we were quite you know high praising of him over the past few weeks. He's really proven why that is too with his defense in this game, Jared Croker, Jordan Rapiner, obviously before coming off with that really hectic head injury that he had, having to get 20 stitches in his head. I don't know if he's going to be able to play next week unless he wears a headgear. I don't think even then he's going to be able to play next week just with, you know, the head knock rules and whatnot. I don't know if he's, you know, eligible for the stand down or whatnot, having stitches in the head. I think they're probably going to have a look at that one just quietly with how strict they are on the head knocks. I'd be really surprised if they don't. Um, you know, Renault was quite injured during this game. He did his ankle, and I don't think he was 100%, you know, going into this game either. He's had a few knocks um, over the past few weeks, and particularly last year as well, um, where he just hasn't looked 100%. I thought this was one of those where he just haven't... He didn't look 100%, obviously, due to something that he was carrying, um, and that ankle injury did not look sweet at all. He got caught under one of the guys, and, yeah, it did not look sweet at all. I thought that he was going to be taken off, but obviously played the rest of the game, but wasn't 100% for me. I thought that Ezra Mann was quite quiet, and obviously, again, it just shows the Raiders' defense, you know, sh- uh, shutting down those plays. I thought the Raiders' defense was really, really solid, as I said before. We talked about Jordan Rapiner and standing up for this team, but Josh Papali'i as well. They stood tall as the Raiders handed Brisbane their first defeat of the season, um, which was pretty insane, particularly, as we said, because the Broncos were undefeated. Um, I thought Tom Flegler was 
good until he left the field in the 24th minute. Um, and obviously he didn't come back after that. So he'll be eligible for the stand down, I'm pretty sure, uh, under the concussion protocols, um, which is quite unfortunate. I think they're going to miss him as well, particularly with the work he gets through through the middle, um, Tom Flegler. But I'm pretty sure he will be stood down for next week. The commentators were saying that he wasn't. Uh, I think he will be stood down next week. I think that he won't be back until round eight. So pretty unfortunate there for the Broncos. Um, I thought that, yeah, Jared Croker, I thought he was quite impressive. You know, the stats... Don't really talk about how good Jared Croker's performance in this game was. It was his 293rd game for Canberra as well. Um, you know, he's just behind Jason Croker in 318 games. If he keeps he keeps getting picked over the next few weeks, he could get there too, which is insane to think about. Uh, and he's also nearly the top point scorer in the competition, I'm pretty sure, uh, Jared Croker. So that's definitely one to watch over the next few weeks if he does keep getting picked. But I thought he was great. 16 tackles, zero missed out there on the edge. And uh, he looked quite solid too when he got the ball in his hands. Super old school center and great kicking game. He definitely hasn't lost his mojo there in terms of his kicking game. Jared Croker was 100% in his conversions. So awesome stuff there. Awesome narrative too for Jared Croker to be coming back into this Canberra outfit. Um, Raiders... Toughness, shutting down Walsh as well in this game was a big factor in them getting the win. Um, But yeah, look, very disappointing by the Broncos. Uh, Raiders defense, you know, you've got to credit them because the Broncos did look like they were about to come back into this game and then the Raiders shut them down with their awesome defense. I thought that Seb Chris had a better game to what he usually has. I thought that Brad Schneider was outstanding in the number six jersey. If Cameron Munster didn't have the game, he did. I definitely consider having Brad Schneider in my team of the week at starting six. He was that good for me. Uh, His defense, you know, making big tackles against forwards as well. Like he put one of the forwards flat on their backs as well uh, in one of the tackles in that game. He did it twice, actually. I'm not sure who the players were, but I remember him just lifting someone up and absolutely smashing some guys. His defense was great. His kicking game was outstanding as well, and it was a good stand-in as well um, for, obviously, Jack White, who will probably be coming back this week. I think he's back this weekend, um, but could be back next weekend. We'll have to wait and see, but I thought he was quite good. And look, again, in terms of the Broncos, Payne Haas, 13 runs for 121 metres, was the only player from either side uh, to run for more than 100 metres in the first half. So Payne Haas was definitely putting in some big efforts in this team. But yeah, as I said, Raiders defence, just got to back that Raiders defence. How good were the Raiders against the Broncos on the weekend to you know end that winning streak there for the Brisbane Broncos? Awesome performance by the Raiders, super impressed. Uh, and yeah, look, I'll have to have that shit in my face because I was definitely against the Raiders. If you saw my bet slip, it was 13 plus Broncos. So not the outcome I wanted, but you know, congratulations to the Raiders for the performance they did put in against the Broncos in this game. Absolutely sensational. One.